This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc. I have a question for everybody, and this is kind of my question that I want to start out our time together with. Have you ever came to a place in your life where you felt stuck? Where you felt like, man, I just don't know, I just can't seem to get ahead. It seems like the harder I try, it seems like the more muscle I put into it, it seems like the more that I try to put everything together in my life, it seems like the more that my life seems to fall apart. Maybe you get to these places in life where you think, man, will I ever get beyond this moment? Will I ever get beyond this situation? I remember one time, me and a friend, we went four-wheeling, and uh, we ended up getting stuck in the mud, and so I was determined to get us out. So I, I took my shoes off, and I, I took my pants off, because I didn't have any other uh, clothes with me. And so I got out, and I got all down in the mud, and I'm pushing the vehicle, trying to get the vehicle out of the mud, but I couldn't get the vehicle out of the mud. And there was no way I could get the vehicle out of, out of the mud and out of this position of being stuck, because I come to find out that my vehicle wasn't stuck, that my gear shifter had slipped into neutral. And so there was no way for me to get the vehicle out of the mud within my own strength. Here's, here's my point. I was trying to solve a problem, but I was going about it the wrong way. I think as humans, we all desire the same thing. In fact, I think that we could sum it up in one word. It's one thing that all of us desire, and if we had this one thing, we would feel like we were enough. And I think this thing that we desire is fulfillment. I think we desire fulfillment in our lives. This idea that, 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 that when, it, when it comes to me and my well-being, I can take a deep breath in, deep breath out, and know that I'm enough. Here's, here's kind of how I want to illustrate uh, this for you. If, this li- if, if our lives is this cup, this sense of fulfillment that we get is when we, we feel like our lives are full to the top, to the place where it overflows. It's as if I couldn't contain any more. Like my life just feels like I'm doing everything that I was meant to do on this earth. For me, for, for a long time, I kind of lived my life with this their complex. I thought that if I could ever get there, right? Don't we do that sometimes? If I could ever get there, if I could ever accomplish those things, if I could ever hang out with those people, if I could ever uh, check these things off my list, then I would be fulfilled. Then I would be happy. For me, it was, it was all of those things and more. The thing that, that I began to find out, the older that I've gotten and, uh, and begin to check some of those things off my list is those things have never offered me fulfillment. I've had great times. I've, I've, I've accomplished great things. But the more that I taste of those things that I've desired, those there moments, every time I get there, there's somewhere else that I want to be. There's like this great revolving circle. And it seems like no matter how hard I try, I can never get there. I think it's because as humans, what we all desire, this sense of fulfillment, sometimes in life we're like me trying to push a car out of the mud that's gear shifter has slipped into neutral. In other words, what I'm saying, we're trying to solve a problem, but we're going about it the wrong way. If you're anything like me, I, I've been raised around church. I've been raised around concepts and ideas of faith. And even still for me, in my life, I struggle at times to find fulfillment. I think that getting on this course to to finding this thing that we're trying to find and accomplish, it all starts with a question that we asked last week. And it was this, what do you believe about your existence? 
What do you believe about your existence? This is foundational. Before we can talk about ideas of religion and God wanting to do great things in your life and, and what are our beliefs and our stances on this or that, we have to evaluate for ourselves individually, each and every one of us. What do I believe about my existence? Why? Because what I believe affects how I live. And how I live affects the life that I have. What I believe about my existence affects how I live. If I believe that I'm just a temporary being, if I believe that I just exist in this solar system just to fill a space, then you know how I'm going to live? I'm going to live according to that, as if my life is temporary. I'm going to go after money. I'm going to go after things. I'm going to try to build good, good relationships in hopes that somehow these things will grant me fulfillment. But if I open my mind to a bigger picture, and this was the great idea that we talked about last weekend, I believe that at our core, we are not just human. I believe that at our core, that we are spirit, that we are eternal beings. So if we live our lives trying to satisfy ourselves with things that are temporary, we will never be fulfilled because we are spirit beings. We desire things that are eternal. What, what am I talking about? I could stand here today and I could promise you, this is going to be your best year ever. I can stand up here and maybe really inspire you and really get it going and pump you up and get you excited about this is going to be your best year ever. But you know what the truth is? It's only going to be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. It's only going to be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. Why? Because you're a spirit. So if we desire fulfillment in life we, have, life, we have to evaluate our methods for which we're trying to achieve fulfillment. If we try to achieve it with natural means, we'll never get there. Don't we see that in our own lives? Don't we know? I mean, isn't that kind of like the opening idea that the harder we try to get there, the further it seems that we are away from it? I want to put it like this. Your fulfillment in life is determined by your growth spiritually. Your fulfillment in life is determined by your growth spiritually. Maybe for you today, maybe you're like, I don't, I don't know, this kind of seems far out to, far, far out to me. Uh, this is kind of like my challenge. My question is, how, how has your way been working for you? If your methods have not been working, can we maybe today, together as a church family in a safe space like this, consider that there may be another way? That maybe your spiritual growth, your fulfillment in life is determined by your growth spiritually. Why? Because you're a spirit. What am I talking about? Talking about? I'm talking about there's a real you on the inside. You're not just a person occupying a space. There's a real you on the inside. In other words, I want to kind of define it like this. Spiritual growth in life equals fulfillment. If you desire this sense of I'm lacking nothing... I'm missing nothing. Here's the conversation that I want to have. Just maybe this sense of lacking nothing comes as a result of spiritual growth. In your life, when you've been most frustrated, when you've been most frustrated in your life, if you think back on it, it's at a time that you felt stuck, that you didn't know what was coming next. Maybe you lost your job and you, don't know, you didn't know how you were going to earn money to feed your family. You didn't know how you were going to do any of these kinds of things. You know why? Because we were created for next steps. We were created for growth. We were created for progression. This is why you go from being an infant to a child. And you go from a child to being an adolescent, an adolescent to an adult. And then when you become an adult, you start thinking about uh, having, having kids and building a family. There's always this next coming. It's what you were created for. And so at any time... When that path ceases to exist or stops and you don't know, where do I go from here? We feel stuck. And I think it's true when it comes to our spiritual life. 
when we stop growing spiritually, I think those are the times that we feel unfulfilled. So today, I want to talk about how do we grow spiritually. And some of you may, may have heard about this before. You may have kind of thought, you know, you may be like me, somebody that's, that's been around religion and church and concepts and ideas of God and spiritual growth for a long time. Uh, but today, I want us to reconsider it. And this is why, because all of us go through times in life where we feel unfulfilled. And I think that all of us would desire, at the end of all of the conversation, my desire in life would be that I could have this sense that I am enough. So I want to talk about this path. And the path kind of starts like this. Before we come to God, we're lost. And when I say lost, this, this whole idea is, is that, that we're kind of just left to circumstance. We're left to just go with what happens in life. Go with the flow of life. If bad things happen in our life, then my life looks bad. If good things happen in my life, then life looks good. At some point in this journey, we get to this place, and usually it's as a result of of hitting rock bottom or being in a place of desperation, that we start to consider the idea of more. We start to say, I wonder if there's more to life than this. Sometimes it's when we're desperate or we're we're, we're looking for something. This is where people come come to the place where they're suddenly curious about spirituality. And so this this quest to find out what what life means and what spirituality means eventually is going to lead us to the conversation of God. Is there something that exists other than me? Is perhaps there there a creator? Well, as you come to this idea of God, you then begin to soon realize that God is perfect and we are not. So when we start to think of the fact that if God is real and I need to connect with God in order to grow spiritually, how am I going to connect with God? Because I'm imperfect. This is where Christianity comes in, right? The idea of Christ. And maybe you're here today, you don't really know that idea. You don't know the the, the message of Jesus. And And it's this, God desired connection with man so bad, even though he knew that you and I would make mistake after mistake that would disqualify us from connecting with the perfect God, he decided that he would send his son, a piece of him, to come in the flesh here on this earth and to live a perfect life, something that each and every one of us, all of us, were incapable of doing, that Jesus would come, that he'd live a perfect life, that he'd die, he'd be murdered, but he wouldn't just stay dead, that he would come back to life. And when he come, came back to life, he would be symbolically, and not just symbolically, literally defeating the power of death and defeating the power of your mistakes and your failures. So that now, if you will place your faith in Jesus... If you will choose to believe not just in the idea of spirituality, not just in the idea that I'm more than an eternal being, but if I will place my faith in Jesus, believing that, okay, I believe that Jesus died for me so that I can connect with God, we now have this, this, this ability to connect with God, not based upon how good we've been, but based upon how good God has been to us. This is the miracle of salvation. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of our spiritual growth. When we come to God, we're lost. But when we encounter the cross, the message of Jesus, we now step into a new space. We step into the space of spiritual growth where I'm now a new believer. And I would encourage you to, to, to write this down even as we're talking. I'm telling you, this will help you throughout the week when you get home. You go from this quadrant of being lost to now I have faith in Christ. I, I then awaken to this idea that I have been saved from something. I have been saved from something. We believe that we're eternal beings, that when we die, we either go to heaven or hell. The Bible says that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, whoever decides to place their faith in Jesus, they'll be saved. They don't have to worry about it. They're going to be in heaven. And not just that, but God wants to make your life better here on earth. When you're a new believer, you you awaken to this idea that I have been saved from something. And you know what this does? It fills your heart. It fills your heart and you're like, wow, God loves me so much. All of a sudden I start to begin to feel this sense of fulfillment. Why? Because I'm growing spiritually. 
Spiritual growth equals fulfillment. I'm growing spiritually. As a result of this, our next step in response to God is we have been loved. What we do is we respond to God with what I would call acts of devotion. Okay? Uh, what am I talking about when I talk about devotion? Because that can sound kind of like a, a big, uh, you know, religious, spiritual word. Devotion is simply this. Love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person or cause. That's what devotion is. When we talk about just instituting back to God acts of devotion, it's acts of love, loyalty, and enthusiasm for God and his cause. What does that look like? It's, it simply looks like now as a result of what God has done to me, I, I just start, I start having conversation with God. I start talking to God. What am I doing? That's, that's called prayer. Okay? Maybe, maybe you don't, you're not familiar with that. What is prayer? You mean I can just talk to God and that is actually prayer? Yeah, prayer is simply just, just conversing with God. Man, God, thank you for what you've done in my life. Man, I would be nothing without you. Thank you for this whole uh, message that you have spoken in my heart that I'm enough because of what Jesus has done for me. I start to pray and what it does is it starts to bring fulfillment to me. Why? Because I'm growing spiritually. I don't just talk to God, but now I, I listen to God. How do we listen to God? Well, as followers of Christ, we listen to, to God by reading the Bible. It's one of the big ways that we listen to God. We believe that the Bible is God's word speaking to us. So when I begin to read the Bible, I begin to, 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 to awaken to, to the idea again that old things, the Bible says that old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. What does that mean? I'm not my mistakes. I'm not my failures. I'm not the family that I was born into that I think disqualifies me from the great life that I desire to have. What is it doing? It's filling my cup. It's giving me the sense of fulfillment. Why? Because I'm not just human. I'm a spirit. And spiritual growth equals fulfillment. I continue with these acts of devotion and I start paying attention to that still small voice that we all have. Many of you would call that your conscience. Really, as as we awaken to God and place our faith in Jesus, really what we call that is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is this inward voice. You've experienced it. You may not know it. You may not recognize it, but you've experienced this. The, the inward voice of God speaking to you. And you know what he does? He leads you and he guides you and he reminds you of things that you have felt God impress upon your heart as you've been in conversation with him. He reminds you of things that you have read in the Bible to know that you don't have to be a victim to your situation. So what happens when you go, you go to your bank account, it seems like, man, I'm trying to get ahead and I can't get ahead and I just got a pay cut. But, but what does the Holy Spirit do? He speaks into your heart that God is your provider to not worry because God is on your side. This is spiritual growth. What does this do for me? What does this do for me in my life? This is what I'm talking about. It fills my cup. It gives me fulfillment. Now I step over into my next step as I institute these things in spiritual growth where I'm finally growing. I'm growing in the things of God. I'm growing in the things of God. I'm growing now spiritually. Why does that matter? Because spiritual growth equals fulfillment. What do we desire in life? Fulfillment. These things in our life are awesome. But I, are awesome. But I like to kind of look at these things it's kind of like gasoline. And uh, you, you think about gasoline, man, it, it is an awesome uh, conduit and, 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 and resource for creating fire. These things will energize you. But really, these things on their own, if you really want to gain traction in life, if you really want to accelerate your spiritual growth, there's something that God has instituted that works well with these things. And, and, and it's really the answer for accelerated spiritual growth. And it's this idea right here, relationships. Okay? relationships. God is, is huge on this idea of family. 
I find it fascinating that when Jesus, the Son of God, right, comes to earth, he could have been like, hey, look at me, I, I, I'm Jesus, and look at all of the awesome things that I'm going to do because I am God in the flesh. But no, the first thing that he does is he builds a team. He builds a family. He starts going up to, to fishermen and saying, saying, drop your nets and follow me. I'm so fascinated by this idea of, of, of God, even in the creation story. God creates man, right? He, he creates man. And you'd think that this would be all that God wants us to have, is this us and our relationship with God. But God looks at man after he's created man. And what does he say? He says, it's actually not good for you to be alone. And at this point, God could have just kept whipping out human beings, right? Could have just kept forming more human beings. But instead, he said this, I'm going to make you a helper. And he makes women. And he says, he says, I want you to not only be connected to me, but I want you to be connected to each other. And through you, I'm going to populate the earth. Or through you, we're going to experience fulfillment in our lives. God has designed you. Your fulfillment is tied in life to the relationships that you have. This is why relationships are so big. This is why relationships can literally tear you from your destiny. A lot, most, of, most of the time that you feel like you're, you're just at a standstill in life or you're in turmoil, in turmoil in your life, if you're honest, most of the time, a lot of the time, it's a result of relationships. Either a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a boss at work that cut your wage or fired you or, left or, or, or let you go. It's all a result of relationships. That's why God has kind of created this space that if we want to grow spiritually, we can't just use these things, these things are going to ignite something in our lives. But if we could take this gasoline and put it into the vehicle of relationships, we could experience some, some real spiritual growth. Why? Because there is nothing like having someone in your corner that will pray for you. There is nothing like having someone in your corner that will pray with you. There is nothing like having someone in your corner who will encourage you when you're down, who will remind you about what God has said about you in your life. If you want to go grow spiritually, you've got to be connected to the right people. This is, this is the importance of the local church. This is why you come to a space like this every weekend, not just to come and have a hobby and something to do where we could just, just come in and stand next to people and worship our God and go back to our normal lives. No, God has designed the local church for you to connect with each other. Why? So that you can grow spiritually. Why? So that you can live a fulfilled life. So that you can live a fulfilled life. That's why if we want to grow spiritually, we have to be willing to let go of those relationships that drag us down. Maybe it's an abusive relationship. Maybe it's somebody that always is talking down to you. Every time you put an idea out there, that's never going to work. That's a horrible idea. Get away from those people. Get around people that are going to encourage you in the things of God to say, let me pray with you about that. Let me, let me, let's, let's dive in and see what God wants to do in our lives. This is spiritual growth. This is spiritual growth. This is how we achieve, this is how we gain fulfillment in our lives. Even as a church, here in a couple months, we're going to launch into a a session of small groups. You may not know what small groups are, but it's where we take this setting of of everybody gathering corporately, and we break it down into small groups based upon interest. It's an opportunity for you to connect with people who are doing life the same way you desire to do life. And when those things come around, you need to be the first person to sign up. Some of you need to step up and to lead a group. Why? Because your spiritual growth is dependent upon it. Other people's spiritual growth is dependent upon it. Why does that matter? Because your fulfillment in life is dependent upon it. As we grow in God, there's something really big that happens in this place of our spiritual growth. We begin to identify, as we begin to to see the things that God has for us, we read the Bible, we have conversation with God, we're in good relationships, we begin to realize that God has a great life in store for us. 
that God wants good things for, for us. He doesn't want us to lack when it comes to our finances. He, when it comes to our physical well-being, he desires that we would be healthy, and he desires that we would have healthy relationships. We begin to identify this idea that I was not just made or I was not just saved from something, but I was saved for something. This is a huge part of our spiritual growth. When we come to, to the place where I understand I'm not just to be a consumer of my faith, but I'm supposed to be a contributor unto my faith. That I have not just been saved from something. God's desire was not just to save me from something. He was to save me for something. So I can use my life to make a difference in the life of somebody else. So as we begin to do this, we, we, we come to this realization, we awaken to this idea, and so we look at all of these great things that God is doing in our lives, and you know what our next step in spiritual growth is? God desires that we would trust Him with those things that He has given us. That we would take those things that are most precious to us, and I'm going to say it like this, this is a bold word and we're going to define it, but it's this word, it's this idea of surrender. That we would take the things that are most precious to us in our lives as we begin to grow in God and be encouraged that God has a great future for us, as we're connected to good people, and, and God begins to do good things. God wants us to take those things and to surrender them to, to, to Him. I love the way Shoshana put it in one of our interviews last week, that the idea of surrender is letting go of your idea of how things should be. Truly surrendering to God is, yeah, I want it to be this way. Yeah, I want it to look like this, but God, you gave me these things. So I'm going to let go of my idea of how things should be, and I'm going to surrender. And there's four things specifically that God desires if we're going to grow spiritually, if we're going to be fulfilled in life, that we surrender. The first one is this, our time. Time is a resource that is extremely precious to us. And God desires that we would take our time and we would surrender it to him, that our time would be into his hands. What does this look like for you? It can look like a million different things for you. Only you know what it's like to surrender your time to God. I can tell you what it looks like for me. Maybe, maybe for me, it, it looks like doing the things in Scripture that I read that God has asked me to do with my time. Maybe when it comes to even the local church, where I'm only giving one space of my life to just show up on the weekends. I'm going to give a second space. I'm going to get involved in a group. Maybe I'm not just going to get involved in a group, but when there's a first Wednesday service, I'm going to show up to it. I'm going to be a part. Why? Because God is worthy of my time. It doesn't matter how busy I am. It doesn't matter how many things I have to do or how many things I have to check off my list. Why does it matter? Because we have to see, we, if, if, if you desire fulfillment in life, you have to see the surrender of your time to God as a part of your spiritual growth. If you desire this feeling that you are enough, how is your way working for you? Maybe we have to consider God's way. That if we want to to feel fulfilled in life, that we have to see our surrender of our time to God, not as just, oh, I just don't have time for that. I'm busy. I have things to do. I don't don't have time to be involved in everything. I don't have time to be present with my family because I got a job that I have to work. And yet God desires that we would be present with our family and lead our homes well. We have to see that surrender of our time is more than just losing time or sacrifice or giving it up. No, I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in my spiritual growth. I'm investing in my fulfillment in life. The surrender of our time. Why does it matter? If you want to grow spiritually, if you want to have a fulfilled life, if you desire a fulfilled life, then maybe we have to consider that this great things that God has done for us, that God wants us to keep those things into our, to his hands. The second one is this, our talent, our talent, our skill. Our ability. God has given you something that is unique to you. And God did not just give you the abilities that you have so that you can climb the corporate ladder. God did not just give you the abilities that you have so that you can make a name for yourself. God has given you talents and abilities so that you can use them to help others. 
so that you could use the thing that you do. Maybe you're a doctor, or maybe you're a librarian, or maybe you're a veterinarian. God has given you those skills and abilities. In fact, the Bible puts it like this in 1 Peter. It says this, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts, or he's given you a talent. It says this, the Bible says this, God tells us to do this. Use them well to serve one another. When I use my talent and my ability, maybe in, in serving even in the local church on the dream team, you know what this does? I'm growing spiritually. It is creating a next step for me in my spiritual growth. Why does that matter to me? It is a next step towards my fulfillment in life. When I trust God with my talents, with my abilities, I'm investing in myself. You think as, as the local church, we don't, we don't just have opportunities to serve like the dream team because we need to accomplish things at the church. It's not just because we need people to serve coffee and open doors. No, we believe as the church, as the local church, our job is to help people find fulfillment in life. The way that we do that is by connecting them to God. Why do we give you an opportunity to serve? Because it's an opportunity to surrender your talent to God. Why does that matter to you? Because it's growing you spiritually. It's growing you spiritually. So it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter. Uh, maybe, maybe you think, I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know. If, if you desire to grow spiritually, you have to get to the point where you're surrendering your time, where you're surrendering your talent to God. The next one is this, your treasure. And this is one that, that a lot of times gets really touchy because this is, this is money. God wants you to, 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 to trust him with your resources. And a lot of times people that, 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 that come into an experience like this, they would say things, you know, at, at first glance, like, I just don't know. Maybe they've had bad experiences. They'll say things like, all the, all the church wants is your money. I don't, I don't believe in that. They, you, know, you know what all that means is you're just not there in your pathway yet. Because for many of us, there's some of you here today that when I say to surrender your treasure to God, that, that awakens something within you. Because you've been thinking about that. That is your next step. For some of you, it's not your next step. But God desires at some point in our faith journey that we would not just surrender our time, that we would not just surrender our talent, that we would surrender our treasure. What we do with our money, through the tithe, through offering, through supporting uh, the work of God and the earth, that, that, that our finances, that God, hey, I've worked really hard for these things, but I place them in your hands. Maybe today you're a business owner. You, you do not make just a lot of money. God has not anointed you or gifted you or graced you to make a lot of money just to make a great name for yourself. God wants you to use those things to make a difference in the world around you. Why? Your spiritual growth is dependent upon it. What does that mean? That means your fulfillment in life is doing the right thing with your resources. What God has given you. When you awaken to the idea of what God has done for you as a response to come to God and say, God, I trust you with these things. The last one is our plans. Plans, is, I think, actually think is the hardest one. Because we have our idea of what it should look like, of how things should be. I think the best example that I can think of of, of this, and I'm so so grateful, and my heart for it, is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. desired, his plan was to be a preacher. He wanted to be a pastor. That was his desire. This was his plan. He never intended to lead a massive civil rights movement that would change the, the scope of our history forever. He wanted to be a pastor, a preacher. But one day, a woman on, on a bus, a black lady, she wouldn't give up her seat to a white man and she was being persecuted for it. And Dr. Martin Luther King observed this, and he saw an opportunity to stand up against what was wrong in our world. And I'm so glad that he did. It wasn't in the plans for him, but he seized an opportunity to use the life that God had given him. 
to seize the moment. Could you imagine what our world would look like without Dr. King Jr.? Could you imagine how much more, how much worse issues of racism and prejudice would be? We're not there yet. We have a lot of ways to go. We have a lot of work to do. But I'm so grateful that Martin Luther King Jr. wasn't just faithful to God with his time, with his talent, with his treasure, but he was committed to God with his plans. He then became this huge movement leader. What could you be missing out on in your life as a result of being willing to let go your idea of the way that things should look and not just seeing it as giving something up not just seeing it as sacrifice but seeing it as spiritual growth spiritual growth equals fulfillment I think the reason these things are really really hard is because we think that we're losing something right God how could you ask me to give up my time you know I'm already stressed As is, maybe you're a single mom who has four kids and you're trying to get your kids to all your sports and still work a full-time job. God, how could you expect me to give more of my time? How could you expect me to give of my talent? How could you expect me to give of my treasure, God, when you know we're, we're living paycheck to paycheck? How could you expect me to surrender my plans to you when I've worked so hard to get here? I love the way God says it. He says, give away your life and you'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Hear this today. When you surrender your time, talent, and treasure to God, you are not losing anything. You are gaining everything. Because, and this is why, because you are investing in your spiritual growth. Why does that matter? Your spirit. <laughs> you're not just a human. You're not just occupying. You're a spirit. If you desire fulfillment in life, you have to spiritually the real you has to continue to be made healthy you have to grow there has to be next steps why so that you can experience the life that you desire this feeling of enough this this sense of fulfillment this deep breath in deep breath out I am enough your fulfillment in life is determined by your growth spiritually so I guess my question for you, and this is, this is the awesome thing about this pathway. When we do this, we, we, we come to God and we're lost and we come to the cross. We're a new believer. We institute acts of devotion. We get in healthy relationships. We're growing. We surrender our time, talent, and treasure our plan. We come to this place that we are now fully surrendered. And this is a lifelong task. Because in my life, I find that there are certain areas that I'm fully surrendered to God There are areas in my life where I'm still growing. There's areas of my life that I'm fully surrendered to God, and there's certain areas of my life that I'm just a new believer. I have no clue what God wants to do in my life as it pertains to that area. My question today, two things. The first thing is where are you at? Where are you at on this pathway? We're all going to be in different spaces. The second question is this. What is your next step? What is your next step? Maybe you're here today and you're, you've never even considered the idea of spirituality. Your first, your first step is to, to acknowledge that I believe that I'm a spirit being, which is going to lead you to what do you believe about God? It's going to lead you to this. How are you going to connect with God if you're imperfect and God is perfect? It's going to lead you to the next step of saying, how, what do I believe about Jesus? It's going to lead you to the next step. Wow, Jesus has done these great things for me. Maybe for you, you just, you just need to institute these acts of devotion. You need to learn what God wants to do in your life. It's going to grow you spiritually. It's going to bring fulfillment to your life. Maybe you need to let go of old relationships that are pulling you back, that you've allowed them to, to do so year after year after year 
after year. Maybe for you, it's surrendering your time. Maybe you're good with your time. Maybe for you, it's surrendering your talent or your treasure. Maybe for you, you have your time, talent, and treasure surrender, but you need to surrender your plans. Here's what I know in my life. It's so frustrating. So super frustrating. I've been raised in church. I should know better. I've been raised around these ideas of spiritual growth. Yet in my life, I find myself so much of the time feeling unfulfilled. Why do I feel unfulfilled? Because I guarantee you it's because I'm not growing spiritually. I read this scripture uh, the other day, and it, it, man, it just just really pierced my heart. And it was strong when I read it. And I don't intend for it to be the same for you, so maybe just observe as if I was reading this scripture. But this is what it says. By this time, you ought to be teachers yourselves. Yet here I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again. This is me. This this is me. Starting from square one. Baby's milk when you should have been on solid food long ago. The thing that I found in life when it comes to my spiritual walk is sometimes when it comes to my growth spiritually, it's easy to grow old without ever growing up. It's easy for me... It's easy for me to say, oh, I've been, I've been a Christian for almost 30 years. I've been a Christian for 25 years. I've been a Christian for, I've been in this for a long time. I grow old without ever growing up. I don't have actual spiritual growth in my life, which means I live my life super unfulfilled. What is your next step? Maybe you're like me. Maybe you've been in the game for a while now. But for all of us, we're all the same. It doesn't matter if you're here or if you're here, we want the same thing. We want fulfillment. We desire fulfillment. If we want fulfillment in life, we have to grow spiritually. What is your next step? Can we just close our eyes together? God, in this moment, we just ask that you would speak to our heart in the tender way that you always do, in the gracious way that you always do, not in a condemning way that makes us feel bad about where we're at, but in a way that encourages us, that leads us to take the next step. Today, God, we take a second, and we just place our life in your hands. I, rem- I, I, God, on this platform today, remind myself that I'm a spirit being, and there is no fulfillment in my life outside of spiritual growth. And I ask that you would cement that in our hearts today. For those of us who have been searching who have been on the grind trying to make a name for ourselves, if I could just start that business, if I could just uh, do those things, if I could just meet those people, and all those things are great, but they won't fulfill us. God, we look deeper today and place our hands in your life today in this moment. And right here in this moment, we say all to Jesus, I, I surrender and all to him I Oh, I, I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily. And I surrender Blessed Savior, I 
surrender for all. I love the way Pascal said this. He was a mathematician, later turned philosopher. He said this, What else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim? But there was once in man a true happiness, of which all that now remains is this empty print and trace. This he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, seeking in things that are not there the help he cannot find in those that are. Though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object. In other words, by God himself. If maybe you're here today and you've never made a decision to place your faith in Jesus Christ, I don't have to convince you to. I believe if you're that person here today that you're ready to make that step. So I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. In fact, we're a church family, so nobody prays alone. I'm gonna ask everybody to pray this prayer with, pray this prayer with me. And for those of you that are praying it for the first time, will you mean it with all of your guts? Say this with me. Say it out loud. Say, Jesus, today... I believe in my heart and I confess out of my mouth that you are the son of God. I believe that you lived for me. I believe that you died for me. I believe you came back from the dead for me. Today I call you my savior and I make you my Lord. In Jesus' name, everybody said today, amen, amen. This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Randy Han and Celebration Church in Fresno, California. For more information, please visit celebrationchurch.cc.